and welcome to the very first episode of Sessions, a podcast by The Herb Life. Whether you're a cannoisseur or you work in the cannabis space, or you're just curious about what kind of people are cannabis people, this podcast has got you covered. My name is Tiana, and I like to describe myself as the Sessions facilitator. So we thought we might do things a little differently at Sessions. Rather than subjecting you to 40 minutes of me, myself, and I, each episode will feature a revolving pair of co-hosts. Some of them might work together while others are mutual admirers, but either way, Sessions is a place where you get to hear what people in cannabis are really talking about. Did I mention that Sessions is an audio project by The Herb Life? Well, there it is again. The Herb Life, celebrating the feminine cannabis experience online and in print. So make sure you check us out at theherblifestyle.com. Every now and then, we also get to facilitate connections as well as conversations. When we approached Ming Barube Sam, who works with Canadian LP Aurora, to host an episode of Sessions, she was quick to request Maya Elizabeth to be co-host. Of course, Maya is the founder of the award-winning brand Ohm Edibles and the co-founder of the wildly popular Whoopi and Maya Feminine line. And the story behind Whoopi and Maya products is pretty interesting. For those of you who don't know, Maya Elizabeth is a cannabis powerhouse in California. She's quite well known in the industry for several reasons, uh, one of which is her female-led initiatives. So it turns out that when Whoopi was looking to enter the cannabis space, she actually approached Maya and the two had really only known each other for a short time before embarking on their venture together. I mean, what a testament to Maya's abilities in the cannabis space for someone like Whoopi Goldberg to approach her. So Maya's experience, it does encompass everything from growing to formulation and of course her edible product line, which has won countless awards at Cannabis Cups and is really well known in California. Personally, until now, I felt the whole concept of cannabis for period pain was a little bit of a lost cause for me. I actually suffer quite badly from from menstrual pain and to date, cannabis has never really effectively treated this. I have to admit that I've only consumed for this reason by vaping or using an oil. And it wasn't until uh, I listened to this session that Maya was discussing using every, and this might sound a little bit weird, opening we have to provide relief. I have not had the pleasure of using any Whoopi and Maya products yet, so certainly I cannot attest to, to that. But like Ming, I might actually give making my own suppositories a go to see if that makes any difference. I'll have to let you know on another episode whether that is successful or not. But anyway, moving on. Ming's personal story is also one that I have encountered often with women who consume cannabis. Many times I have found that women are introduced to it from a medical perspective, and that's how they end up adopting it into their daily lives. After experiencing a series of traumatic brain injuries, Ming spent three years searching for relief, and it led to her uh, discovering the medical benefits of cannabis, which, as you can imagine, has transformed Ming's life and informed her career. Through both her career and her own experience, she has developed a deep respect for the cannabis plant and its vast healing and wellness capacities. Now she spends her days tirelessly working to inform on the benefits of cannabis while decreasing the stigma around its use. And this is exactly why we're excited to have both of these women on the show today. Before we go any further, I would like to just take a quick moment to thank our brand collaborators, Hemper and Sonoma Seeds. 
Are you thinking of growing your own cannabis? Well, grow organically with Sonoma Seeds. You'll find the best cannabis strains from around the world at sonomaseeds.com. Hemper, it's the best 420 subscription service and online head shop. Their experts handpick 10 items every month to pack into your Hemper box, delivering $100 of value for only $29.99 right to your door. All boxes are shipped in plain packaging since Hemper values your privacy as much as their own. Visit hemper.co for more info. On another note, I'd also like to appeal to your great big heart and ask that you leave a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to our show. It does make a world of difference to us and it takes less than 60 seconds of your time. But let me tell you this, we place a lot of value on that 60 seconds. So each episode, we will be selecting two of our reviewers to get a free copy of the latest edition of the Herblife print magazine, which coincidentally is available for pre-order right now at theherblifestyle.com. And if that's not enough, each reviewer also goes into the draw to win a PAX Vaporizer at the end of the season, plus some other awesome gifts. I am going to be honest with you though, I'm not going to select you if you give me a bad review. I'm just saying, fair warning. So make sure you check us out online at theherblifestyle.com and follow us on whichever social channels we have in common. We're always putting out content that is sure to inspire. Now that the formalities are out of the way, I am going to pass it on to Ming and Maya. So hi Sessions, we're so glad to be here. My name is Ming and I'm here with Maya from Ohm Edibles and yeah, we're going to chat today. So Maya, I guess my first question for you is what got you into the cannabis industry in the first place? Good question. That's a great place to start. Um, The same reason that I'm still in the cannabis business today. I love weed. From the moment I first got high, I loved the way it made me feel. It was, um, this plant touch touches me in a place I need to be touched. And it was the beginning of a long love affair. That's so beautiful. I love that. I feel like cannabis is such a powerful sort of catalyst and especially a connector that it's, it's so nice to hear other people's stories about how they came about. Is that sort of where Ohm started from? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, did you know that they call it the friendship herb in the Bible? Really? I had no idea. I actually, in one of my unfinished degrees, I studied Hinduism and they made a lot of reference to sort of cannabis being the closest thing that would connect you to Lord Shiva, which I find is super beautiful. But I had no idea it showed up in the Bible. So interesting. Yeah, it's in the Bible a lot of times, actually. Like, um, I mean, it's controversial, but the holy anointing oil, there's a lot of um, reason to believe that cannabis was probably the active ingredient. Wow. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. It was called cannabisum and it was a fragrant healing reed. And a lot of the miracles that they reported um, because of the holy anointing oil are things that cannabis helps with like skin conditions and pain and stuff like that. Wow. You're making me want to go read the Bible now. I, isn't it interesting? I'm like, never before have I ever wanted to read the Bible so much as now, now that I know there's weed in there. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, I feel like maybe there's some stuff I'll be able to resonate with. Right? So what pushed you to sort of start Ohm and I guess Whoopi and Maya as well? Sure. Well, 
it's it's just it's always been about the weed and so I always had a grow and I was making edibles and topicals on the side I was a bud tender for a long time I was a career trimmer I used to make hash um just working with this plant on all levels and uh I thought I would always be a career grower to tell you the truth, but, um, these edibles and topicals just took over and now I don't have time to do anything but that. That's amazing. Do you have any tips? I actually just planted my first weed babies. Um, last week I got my first growing license and I'm so excited. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I felt like I was giving birth, like not actually, but just like I was planting the little plants and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to turn into so much. Well, that's how you, you know, that's the first step to growing good weed is caring and loving and paying attention and using your, your eyes. You know, the truth is I wasn't the, the A++++ grower. I mean, every, every crop was really, really good. Um, every other one, something would be a little tiny bit off, but I'm also a very big perfectionist. There's like a million ways to screw it up, but it's really <laughs> Um, to go through all those stages because you really end up respecting cannabis in a whole new way. You know, the amount of time it takes to hand trim a pound is so, it's like, could be a solid eight hours for many people. And wow. Yeah. So it's just all about, in, it, I mean, just in my experience, just working with all parts of the plant. So um, the edibles and the topicals really became my life. First, it was just home edibles. And then now we have, we may even have more topicals than edibles. I don't know. We make about 20 really? different skews. Yeah. Yeah, we make a lot. Yeah, we have five flavors of Epsom salts. We have three flavors of body oils. We have two different sizes of our balm. Um, we've got this thing called the icy stick that, like, ices out wherever you put it. Yeah, and then we've got six different tincture formulations. And then cacao, a bunch of different gummy flavors and ratios olive oil. Ooh, that would be amazing. And that's it. We, it seems like we have the most topicals to tell you the truth. Huh? That's so cool. I feel like I'm in Canada. So unfortunately I can't get access to your products here, but whenever I go to California, I always make sure to stock up and actually your products are the first ones that I've ever only actually that I've ever brought illegally accidentally ish over the border because they're just so good. (laughs) <laughs> it was one of those horrible things where we were driving into Victoria and I was like, shit, I still have like a topical and the cacao in my bag. And I was just like, I ripped off the labels and was like, pray for the best. Oh. <laughs> Probably not very smart, but still. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you made it. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate that a plant that's, you know, grows freely on this earth that we have receptors for literally all over our body. We're not able to consume safely. I know. And that's one of those things that I find is, has been really powerful to see in Canada. And I don't know if you've witnessed the same thing in California, but the people who are starting to speak openly about cannabis now that it has been legalized, it's incredible to hear just people that you never would have thought. And I, and just all around you coming out. And for some, it's people who are learning about it. For some, it's people who are just expressing that they use it now. It's really beautiful to see. Coming out green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for someone to sue their employer who gets um, fired for using medical cannabis. Oh, I had a couple. I had an incident this year, actually, where 
I had to look in. I had a friend who actually looked into the Human Rights Commission of Canada because I was denied um, access to a climbing gym because I smelled like cannabis. I'd ingested CBD and they basically told me that I couldn't be on the premises. It was pretty intense. That's terrible. Yeah, no, that's it. I think we've got a long ways to go in the industry and even in the global industry as well to see what we can do to bring more awareness and stuff. Absolutely. So the real reason, well, there are many reasons I wanted to talk to you today, but one of the main ones was really speaking about sort of women in cannabis, because especially in Canada, I've noticed that this has become a very male-driven industry, and there's the odd anomaly here and there, but I think that your brand is one that really encompasses sort of women and women using cannabis and empowering other women, and I'd love to chat about that a little bit with you. Great. Yeah. So how... I guess, how does it feel to be a women-run company in California? I don't have much of a pulse on the industry out there. And yeah, is are you a, are there many around you who are running women-run cannabis industries, or do you feel like you're a bit of an outlier? There are a few other um, female-owned and operated companies out there, for sure. Um, it feels great to be um, female-owned and operated. I like... I love men, first of all. Not that I feel the need to clear the air, but I'm actually totally straight. I'm sure people probably think I'm a lesbian with the way I'm always like, we hire women and all this stuff. But the truth is I'm totally straight. Um, I love domesticated roles for myself personally. I can't speak for anybody else, but I personally love to cook for my man. I love a man who wants to go, you know, be the man and win the bread and all the things. But the truth is like, this juicy own thing. Like we just happen to do better with women as our employees, our work. Um, it's so detail oriented. We've got about 13, uh, employees right now and two of them are men. Um, but the rest are women and we've tried, we've hired men in the past. It's just seems to be, I mean, I don't mean to be mean, but just flows a lot better when we hire our girls and we didn't mean to appeal mostly to women. Um, we just make the kind of products that we love, you know, and we definitely have products that men love and enjoy. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's interesting because like 51% of our followers on Instagram are men. Um, but, but everybody views us as a female leaned company, you know? So for me personally, um, my technique for like operating in this dimension has been like, if I can win the awards and get the accolades, if I could just basically do better based on skill and formulation, like literally putting my mouth, my money where my mouth is like, who's even here to talk about anything. Let's just like battle. <laughs> you know. And I, I don't mean it in like a mean battle way, but it's like for any person who questions whether a woman belongs in this industry, it's like, well, you can try our products and you can see it for yourself and you can try our competition and you can see what you like better and you be the judge. Cause that's my technique everything else falls to the side and is basically irrelevant when you focus on the task at hand. And I'm really working for a higher purpose here. Like I'm here to get my products to the people and that's my wave of activism. I ripple them out and each one's a moment of relief for people to hopefully relieve themselves, whether it's from insomnia, a skin condition, pain, anxiety, depression, uh, being a workaholic, trying to get off opioids, like whatever it could be, like each and every product that we make is literally an opportunity for somebody to feel relief. So I take it really seriously. And I know that if I stick to my mission like glue and I stay aligned with what I'm here to do, 
everything else falls into place. You know, so people see these accolades from competitions and, you know, they're like, oh, well, who's that? I mean, with all these awards, who's that? And then they look us up and lo and behold, we're a bunch of girls. And does that make me feel good? Fuck yes, it does. It makes me feel really good. That's awesome. I'm proud because I know we earned our way fair and square, you know? Yeah. So we're here to do, yeah, we're here to do the work. And that's one thing I've always found so powerful with OM is that you guys clearly have this mission that you're subscribing to so strongly that it just shines through everything that you do. It's like you can just see that it's just good. You know what I mean? Thanks, sweetie. I really appreciate you seeing that in us. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's actually, it's kind of funny. It's a little bit your fault that I'm actually in the cannabis industry, believe it or not. So yeah, I, um, I ran into your products years ago when I was in California. It, I wasn't, I had always used cannabis recreationally and I'd never thought about using it medically, which is ridiculous because I have a lot of neurological issues and cannabis is so good for the brain, which sounds a bit weird, but. Well, you didn't realize that you were probably using it medicinally unconsciously. That's exactly it. And so as I was on this whirlwind trip in California, educating myself, I went to a dispensary um, called Emerald Farms. Oh, I love Emerald Farms. I love, oh, I'm so glad you went there. Yeah, it was a completely weirdly magical experience. Like I walked in there and it's like I'd felt something in my body that something had clicked. And I spoke with Chelsea there and we spoke for a really, really long time. I think I was in there for like two, three hours. And Chelsea's my very friend. Really? Oh, that's why she mentioned you and she showed me all of your products. And I left with a couple things that she really wonderfully gifted me because at the time, California was not a legal state. Anyway, I managed to get some of your products and I tried them. And seeing that not only there was an industry out there that could do this, but also that there was a company that was run by women that was making this kind of stuff just inspired me. And the minute I figured out the Canadian industry, I started pushing to get into it. That's amazing. So thank you. And what are you doing now in the industry? So I um, work for one of the licensed producers of cannabis here in Canada, and I do business development. So I work more on the medical side, which is really interesting. I get to speak to a lot of doctors and it's interesting to sort of get to have conversations with people who don't necessarily believe cannabis is anything other than, you know, a drug for stoners and to start bringing that education and that change in mindset. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing for the past few years. And yeah. Good for you. That's amazing. So you're basically educating the doctors or are the doctors doing studies and you're checking in with them or... So I'm educating doctors. I have a little bit of a soft spot for women in cannabis. So I have been looking just for myself personally, I've used cannabis for menstrual cramps for years now. And I've tried to make my own topicals. I've used yours actually as well. Uh And so I'm starting to try and bring that conversation to doctors. So actually my mission this year has been to speak to as many gynecologists as I can about cannabis for endometriosis, cannabis for perhaps like more neuropathic pain issues like vulvodynia or something like that where women are really suffering. And it's an area of medicine where doctors don't tend to focus as much. So I think I'm hoping that I'll be able to start bringing some awareness or at least some studies or some something there. 
Well, you know, you can just like um, tell all the girls that they can dip their tampon in uh, coconut oil that's clean and organic, uh, medicated coconut oil, and it's like applying a topical to your uterus. I love that. I'd never actually thought of that. You're giving me a reason to use tampons now. <laughs> well, you know, or, the, you know, a suppository of some sort. I mean, I really feel that suppositories in the future, like, you got to realize that cannabinoids have to make contact with receptors to make a lock and key effect, to, you know? So every entryway that we have is a way to make contact. So that's why utilizing, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but, like, utilizing the colon, the yoni, okay, yeah. if, if people are really sick, and dealing with things or in a lot of pain, like endometriosis, like utilizing those entryways because they don't get your head quote high quote, you know, but, mm-hmm. but they make quick contact for cancer cells or, um, abnormal cells of any sort or bacteria, um, viruses, um, funguses, you know, cannabinoids are antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial and antimicrobial. So, you know, um, it's just like this immunity, And I just, you know, I encourage all women to use uh, cannabis suppositories if they can, like with with a full spectrum medicine, if they can, like THC and CBD. Yeah, that's, I've actually just started, I got a butter machine recently and I'm going to start making my own suppositories. I just bought molds on Amazon and that's my next big project is getting into that because I think, well, in Canada, especially we don't have access to all of the medicinal aspects of cannabis that you guys have in California, we're stuck with the oil that has to be an ingestible oil or the bud pretty much. So when you go through that um, process to create those, you know, just remember you're, you're making something that's going to go into this vulnerable part of you. And so make sure you clean all of your stuff with uh, white vinegar. Like you can yeah. use rubbing alcohol if you want, but white vinegar won't throw off your pH. It's a lot, 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 lot cheaper and it kills everything. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I was planning on using alcohol. You can get a big bottle for so cheap and just submerge the whole mold in like a bowl of it. Um, and then like rinse it off with water and then carefully like let it either let it dry in the sun or yeah. stick it in the oven on low and like let it dry because you don't want any water in it because water brings life. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the moment, I guess, that you're most proud of so far in your cannabis career in, yeah, your journey with cannabis. Oh, my God. You can do a top three, too, if you want. I mean, I'll tell you what they are. Like, these are the moments that, like, make it worth it. Hearing that, that you know, in some way we've facilitated somebody to have relief from cannabis. Um, partnering with Whoopi. Um, getting the permit um, in California this year. And then, you know, just just the love that people show us, basically it feels really good to be seen. Yeah. I, I feel so proud to have a company like yours out in the world making sort of strides for women in this industry. Thank you, Angel. That's really sweet. You know, all the support from all the women over all these years, it's what's kept us going. Yeah, I guess. Is there anything else that you want to say? Anything else that you want to share? A message that you want to get out there? Yeah, I do have messages for people. Let's see. Uh, I just encourage people to connect with this plant. And, you know, not all consumption has to get you high. 
some people are candidates for forever and some people are candidates for CBD forever. So, you know, especially for people that would like to make medicine or products for other people, it's so important to know what you're serving. So it's really good to humble yourself with cannabis and find out what it is like to eat too strong of an edible or find out what it feels like to attempt to trim a couple buds or um, find out what it's like to take a cannabis bath. Um, Just get to know this plant and you can ask her to show you anything that you want. And when you're lined up and synced up with cannabis and your intentions in the right place, I just feel like doors open. That's beautiful. It is. It's super beautiful. So it's funny that, you know, they call it lock and key. Think about all the doors that cannabis opens by being a connecting plant that it is, you know? So, so that's my words to the wise. Find out what profiles work for you. And like, you know, there's a reason that like each strain smells differently. It's letting you know that it's, they're all different from each other, you know, without the terpenes, they'd all, all cannabis would be the same. So get to know what you like and what works for your body. I've started now that I've kind of learned a lot more about the plant itself and all of the pharmaco uh, I can't say that in English pharmacology around it. I've started switching to a more intuitive use of cannabis and just literally sitting around trying to smell whichever cannabis seems to resonate with me and taking that. And it's such a powerful way to medicate. I find that's great. I guess before we sign off, do you have any tips for any women out there who are looking at you and looking at the industry and looking at what they can do? Yeah. Um, make the kind of products that you would like to consume and get, get in line with the spirit of this plant. Yeah. And thank you so much for agreeing to sit down with me. This is honestly, this goes into the highlights of my own little cannabis journey so far. So I'm, I'm so happy we got to connect. Keep up your amazing work. And when you come to California, make sure you reach out and I'd love to give you a little gift basket. Oh my gosh. Yes, I definitely will. And I, I really hope that we'll cross paths in person. Actually, I, I feel like we will. <laughs> I hope so. All right, dear. You take care. Well, thank you so much for sticking around. We really hope that you enjoyed the first episode of Sessions. As you can see, we are doing things a little bit differently to ensure that you get fresh ideas every time you tune into the Sessions podcast. Once again, a big thank you to the wonderful Ming and Maya. Their details can be found in the show notes for this episode. As always, if you like what you heard and if you're keen on hearing more of my carefully crafted outros, please take a moment to leave a review. And to prove how grateful we are, we'll be giving two of our reviewers a free copy of Volume 2 of the Herbalife magazine, which is coming out this month. And that's not all. You'll also be entered into the draw to win a PAX Vaporizer at the conclusion of Sessions Season 1. Sessions is committed to broadening the cannabis conversation by highlighting the women working in the industry. Each episode, we have a new set of hosts discussing contemporary cannabis issues, giving you a direct line into the evolving cannabis landscape. Don't miss out on the next Sessions episode and subscribe now. Sessions by Herblife is a production of Blue Dream Media, produced by Tiana Matliowski and executive producer Jill Pollard.